And welcome back to the S Functional Longevity Podcast. We give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Good afternoon. My name is Chris Borda, best-selling author of the book, Get Stronger, Live Longer, the expert's guide to strength training for longevity, and owner of Yes Fitness. I first always like to thank you for taking the time to listen to what I have to say. I I hope that today's uh, information will be just as helpful as all the other broadcasts that we've had. If you are interested, a little bit of housekeeping in uh, getting a copy of the transcript or re-listening to this or getting some timestamp, you can head on over to our website, yesfitnessct.com. Scroll down to the bottom, click on podcasts, and you can get information for any one of our now 224 broadcasts. It's a long time. I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, 52 weeks in a year, so that's about um, two, four, four, four years. A little over four years I've been doing this. So a lot of stuff to talk about, especially with regards to longevity and trying to live a longer, healthier life and improve our health span. And I believe today's topic is going to continue to build on Knock, knock, knock. Quickly open the door or you will get sick. So moment by moment, our cells are adapting to the number of nutrients available within the body, signaling hormones to eat more, stop eating, digest, or metabolize amongst other things in the body. And when we age, we experience what's called deregulated nutrient sensing. And this is when our cells become less accurate at detecting nutrient stores, the nutrients that are available, and thus they're less affected at metabolizing the nutrients consumed. And this can lead to weight gain, hormonal problems, metabolic conditions, all kinds of things. So the past few weeks, we've been talking about the the nine hallmarks of aging, and we reviewed quickly review the first, the stage one hallmarks of aging. Stage one or the first ones are the genomic instability, telomere attrition, epigenetic alterations, and loss of proteostasis. Those are the first stage one. Stage two are what we call the antagonistic hallmarks. And this stage, the second stage of aging can be characterized by the response to the cellular damage caused by the primary hallmarks. These things are what happened because of the primary hallmarks. So today we're going to talk about the first one. We're going to talk about the first of the secondary hallmarks, which is deregulated nutrient sensing. The topic really tells what it is. So what is deregulated nutrient sensing? Why is it so important? Well, let's start by talking about what nutrient sensing is in the first place. So you can understand what goes on in the body without getting too sciencey on you. Science, nutrient sensing the processes by which cells detect and respond to the changes in the availability of nutrients in the environment. And this is an incredibly important process because it allows the cells to adjust their metabolism and the other functions to make the most of the resources that are available to them. However, sometimes these processes go right, leading to what's known as deregulated nutrient sensing. They don't sense the nutrients as well. 
thus the body's not being told what to do. And in this situation, cells become less able to accurately detect and respond to changes in nutrient availability, which can cause a wide range of negative consequences. So moment by moment, our cells are adapting to the number of nutrients available within the body. And the signaling hormones to do the things that they're supposed to do. Eat, stop eating, things like that. And when we age, this deregulation of the nutrient sensing occurs. They don't sense as well. And this is when our cells become less and less accurate at detecting the nutrient stores, thus are less effective at metabolizing into nutrients consumed. This, again, leads to all kinds of problems. So let me give you one example, one that many people may be able to relate to, is of deregulating deregulated nutrient sensing is the development of insulin resistance. We've heard that, hear about that all the time, you hear that about weight loss programs now, nutrient, uh, pardon me, insulin resistance. So insulin, if you don't know, is a hormone that plays a critical role in regulating the body's metabolism, including the way that glucose is taken up and used by cells. In insulin resistance, cells become less responsive to the signals sent by insulin, which can lead to high levels of glucose in the bloodstream and other metabolic abnormalities. The cells in your body need sugar for energy. Sugar can't go into most of the cells directly. So after eating food, the blood sugar level rises. And the cells in the pancreas are then signaled to release insulin into the bloodstream. Insulin then attaches to and signals cells to absorb from, to be absorbed this glucose from the bloodstream. Insulin kind of knocks on the door to open and allows the sugar to enter. And then the cell can be used for energy. As nutrient sensing worsens, Insulin has to knock harder and harder on the door to open the door. That's the beginning of nutrient deregulated sensing. Okay. When the cell no longer responds well or responds to it or are resistant to insulin, type 2 diabetes develops. That's how di type 2 diabetes develops. The cells no longer react to the insulin which doesn't, doesn't open the door for the glucose to get processed into the cells for energy. So here's another example of deregulated nutrient sensing is the way that our cancer cells often become highly dependent on certain nutrients, such as glucose or amino acids. This can lead to a situation where cancer cells can grow and divide much more quickly than normal cells and can even become resistant to certain types of treatments. So why does deregulated nutrient sensing happen? Well, there's many factors can contribute to this phenomenon, including genetic mutations, changes in the microbiome, and environmental factors such as diet and, ex and lifestyle. So I'm going to get a little bit sciencey for you here, okay? So there are four key proteins associated with aging. Insulin-like growth factor 1, or IGF-1, rapamycin, or mTOR, adenosine monophosphate activated kinase, or AMPK, and sirtuins. 
all things that we've talked about in previous broadcasts. As mentioned in four, Hallmark 4, reduced IGF-1 has been shown in research to extend lifespan and promote longevity. Too much mTOR is associated with premature aging and metabolic conditions like type 2 diabetes. And studies have also shown that inhibiting mTOR pathways helps to slow aging. Now, levels of AMPK are higher during periods of fasting or caloric restriction, helping to regulate the metabolism. In a 2007 study published in Cellular Metabolism, linked AMPK with longevity and lifespan. And this, this team can be manipulated by controlling caloric intake. Those sirtuins are proteins that become... NAD, nicotinamide, adenosine dinucleotide, NAD. And that can help to regulate gene expression and boost longevity. The sirtuin pathways have been shown in research to closely connect it to aging by protecting cells, divisions, and cellular metabolism and regulating the stress responses. Sirtuins can only function when NAD is present a coenzyme that decreases with age. So how would you want to increase NAD? So again, we're talking about the sensing of the body. A recent study published in Physiological Reports found that in a 12-week trial, resistance training increased NAD plus by 30% in older adults. So a 12-week study, resistance training, strength training, something we believe in wholeheartedly, increased NAD by 30% in older adults. Regular exercise is shown to have a beneficial effect on glucose metabolism and insulin sensitivity, what we just talked about. Regular exercise has been shown to beneficially affect, has a beneficial effect on glucose metabolism and insulin sensitivity. So overall, deregulated nutrient sensing is very complex. And it's a fascinating area of research that have implications for a wide range of health concerns. And by studying this phenomenon, researchers may be able to develop a new treatment and strategies for preventing and managing diseases related to nutrient metabolism. And as you might imagine, for those of you who listen to what I have to say most of the time, it comes down to exercise. Exercise can be a significant impact deregulated nutrient sensing. Just talked about it with some studies for insulin. It's not only insulin. It's the simplest example. That's right. Regular physical activity can help to improve the way that cells detect and respond to change in nutrient availability, leading to a range of positive health outcomes. One way that exercise can impact deregulated nutrient sensing is by improving insulin sensitivity. Insulin, as we've talked about, is a hormone that plays a critical role in regulating glucose metabolism. And insulin resistance is a hallmark of deregulated nutrient sensing. God, you don't want to get type 2 diabetes. It's nasty. However, studies have shown that regular exercise can help to improve insulin sensitivity, allowing the cells to better respond to the signal sent by insulin and promoting better glucose regulation. We've had clients who've had type 2 diabetes that has made tremendous, tremendous improvements by exercising. Exercise can also interact, 
impact the way cells respond to other types of nutrients, such as fatty acids and amino acids. For example, research has shown that exercise can increase the uptake of fatty acids by skeletal muscles, leading to better fat metabolism and improved insulin sensitivity. In addition to these direct effects of nutrient sensitivity, exercise can have a range of other health benefits that can help to prevent and manage deregulated nutrient sensitivity. For example, regular physical activity can help to promote weight loss and improve cardiovascular health, both of which are important factors in preventing metabolic disorder. So what kind of exercise is best for improving deregulated nutrient sensing? We already talked about some studies for strength training, of course, cardiovascular training, and research is needed to fully understand optimal exercise regimens. Studies suggest that both the combination of aerobic and resistance exercise is most effective, specifically interval training, high-intensity interval training, as we know, is even better than just some steady-state training for this. So... If we're out there, when running, we want to do some hills. Cycling, obviously, we want to get some hills, go faster or slower. Weightlifting, strength training, and other types of resistance training like that. Whether it could be body weight training. Overall, it's clear that exercise is a powerful tool for improving deregulated nutrient sensing and promoting better overall health. So if you're looking for a way to reduce your risk for metabolic disorders, for type 2 diabetes, and other health problems, Start by incorporating regular physical activity into your routine. Your body will thank you for that. So there you go. We have this first of the second of stage two hallmarks, deregulated nutrient sensing. It's important. How many people do we know are getting diabetes, pre-diabetic, type 2 diabetes? That's the one that we kind of know and see the easiest. There's many other ways that it affects the body. So let's get, get out there, start lifting some weights. You need some help with that. You can pick up a copy of my book. Head on over to yesfitnesct.com. If you're not in the area, we do remote training. You're welcome to set up a program for you wherever you're living, whether you have equipment at home or you're going to do it in another facility. This is how important this is. Strength training is so, so important to the body aging well. As always, if you have any questions, give me a give me a knock. I'd be more than happy to help you answer questions for you. And I um, hope this helps you out, gives you a little nudge to start doing some exercise. Or if you're already exercising, to continue exercise. So again, thank you for taking the time today to listen to what I have to say. I hope it was helpful. And I look forward to talking to you again next Tuesday with more information on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Have a great night.